Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode 36. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this week we have... I can't believe we actually had a concern about filling we did. time. We were really like, what are we going to talk about I, until, you know, May or June? I have a <laughs> list of things and a funny story on how this list evolved. But first, we start where we always start. Craig, what is that clear liquid in a glass next uh, to you? He's going hard that, on us, folks. He's got gin or vodka today. What have you got? Be, that would be seltzer. Seltzer. Plain Spiked seltzer. seltzer. Which kind of spiked um, seltzer do no, you have? No, it's just a Schweppes uh, seltzer. Schweppes. I didn't know yeah. they made an alcoholic they seltzer. They do not. Oh, oh, are you back on, on the medicine train? I am. I'll be done soon, though. You know, that's the only downside to doing a podcast where you review beers and such is that, you yes. know, when you do, and we, ha- I'll be honest, it's been a rough winter on my end. And I know Craig has had a, a couple of things going on. So, but we, are, we will not mess with our health because we want to be back here and doing these things for you. I, however, do have a beer. You have a large can. Sir. I do. I have, going with the tradition, the tradition we've had lately of trying beers that are hard to find or considered rare batch. Right. I have a can of double ruffled Double India Pale Ale from our friends at Stony Creek. Um, We've reviewed Stony Creek in the past before. We've had Stony Joe on the show. Um, I don't think we've had any of the Cranky line on their show, but they're an excellent brewery. This is like their rare beer. It's hard to find, and I found it today at uh, Total Wines in Milford. So is that as rare as Fuzzy Ducks? I think Fuzzy Ducks is rarer because I don't think you can get Fuzzy Ducks in a store at all. It's more on the level of Too Juicy from Two Roads or kind of uh, Lost in Sip of Sunshine, which we had a couple of weeks ago. Also good. Yeah, so I've put it. I've snuck a can into your fridge, so when you Thank feel you. better, you can try it. But Thank you. let's give this guy a shot and see how it goes. Ah, uh, there's a sound effect. Oh my god! Okay, so Uh-oh. first off, I have it like uh, maybe four to six inches from my face. The moment I pop the can, I can smell hops. Wow! Like I'm, it's not even anywhere near my nose yet. All right, he's sipping. He's smelling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very hoppy. Very citrus. Uh oh. It's like a t- tropical citrus smell. Um, I'm not drinking out of the can, so I can't tell you about the haze of it. But you know what? It is almost pineapple but they make a pineapple IPA, so it can't be a pineapple thing. Hmm. All right, let's go for Give it. Give it a whirl. There's the sip. Oh, that's a larger sip. He's swishing, thinking about it. And still Oh, my God, that's good. Good. Ooh, wh- wow. Oh, something hit him on the back end. The flavor palette comes in waves. First, you get a lot of hops. Then you get a little citrus, almost like a tangerine kind of citrus. I don't think it's tangerine, but that's what it, it kicks in my brain. Mm-hmm. Then you get another blast of hops. Then you get a little bit more citrus. It, it does. It washes over your taste buds in waves. What the hell is this made out of? Uh-oh. I'm reading the side of the can real quick. Is it smooth or is it, does it have a bite to it? Oh, there's a bite, but it's not harsh. Okay. Like I would say the IBUs on this is probably in the 70s. But because it's got the the tropical citrus, it kind of mellows out. Um, it does say uh, juicy tropical notes, a balanced bitterness. That's that's exactly how I would describe it. It is a balanced bitterness leading to a clean and crisp finish. Flavors of ripe mango, blueberry, and bright citrus. I don't get the blueberry. I can see the mango. Bright citrus. Bright citrus. I don't know what a bright citrus is. I've never walked uh, into... That's like an... I would guess it's something like an orange. Yeah, but I mean, I can walk into what a stop orange. and shop and say, can I have some blueberries? I can't ask, can I have some bright citrus? <laughs> you know, I mean... Uh, Pineapple, lemon. Oh, wow. They use Eldorado, Azaka, and Mosaic hops. It's surprisingly hazy, double APA. A brilliant clarity of flavor. It is very flavorful. 
you're going to really like this, except for the fact that I'm taking the can in the fridge home with oh, me now. Oh, that's sad. So, no, you can still have it. There's two more at <laughs> home. <laughs> so the, 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 the joke with this was we were at um, Total Wine in Milford. Again, a little plug for them um, because they have a really good selection. And I found it on the limited uh, thing. And my wife says to me. Do they have um, a walk-in fridge? Yeah, that's where I found it. That's where I found it. They have this case. And the walk-in fridge used to be staff only because they keep kegs back there. But now there's a sign up that says self-serve, enter here. And I'm like, okay. I go in there. There's a little shelf with a sign that says limited release, limit two per customer. Oh, wow. It's hitting me too. Ooh. I can feel I'm getting, I'm getting just a <laughs> tiny tinge of buzz off of that first sip. Wow. I might, yeah. I mean, oh, it's 8% alcohol. That's why. 8.2. Um, and on the shelf was this, Lawson Sip of Sunshine, which we reviewed recently. So I'm like, I'm not buying that again. Um and we, I just picked it up and I walked out of the cooler. And my wife looked at me like, why are you in the staff cooler? And I'm like, no, no, it's, they, they let us in here now. And so I took two of them out of the four pack and I gave my wife the other two and said, put them in the fridge. And she kind of reacted and said, well, I'll know how good it is based on whether or not you reach for it as soon as you get home from the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, so All right, very, then. very good. And <clears throat> good. I look forward to trying it. Yeah, you I think you're going to like this because the flavor I'm going to describe the flavor is complex. It, there's parts where you feel like it's juicy. There's parts where you feel like it's hoppy. It's really, really, really good. So, all right, let's move all on right. to burning hot take questions. Wow. So, Craig, because I have a can I want to sip, you're going to talk first. Go with it. All right. So, um, honestly, wow. I mean, I'm looking at the list of notes I wrote for this show. Don't go with there's the trades because I have all the trade stuff here. Okay, for there's that. Okay, segment. so here's here's something that I I discovered. Also, I'll do it as a burning hot question. Yeah, go for it. Um, Mike Evans. Yes, wide receiver for the Bucks. Right. How 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 would you rate him as a receiver? Not high. He's never on the field. This year he caught he was terrible. I okay. mean, he was probably the biggest bust of the of the top ten right. wide receivers Overall, this year. Like, okay, for the past, say, how long has he been playing? Three years, five I don't years? Know, three or four years. What would you would you put him in the top ten? receivers uh, before this year yes i mean if fantasy wise definitely he was in the top 10 wide receivers before this year okay this year no i he might be top 20 okay maybe. um i'm gonna tell you what his new deal is oh he's a new deal he does and you tell me if you agree with this deal and i'd like to know if if you think this is going to impact free agents being signed mm, mike, i got a bad feeling this number's high because mike that's Evans, where they're going they've agreed to a five-year deal okay at $82.5 million extension that includes $55 million guaranteed. Wait a minute. Let me process that for a second because I've been drinking. Yeah. Five years. Yep. 82 plus million. Extension. That 55 in- guaranteed. guaranteed. An extension from when? It doesn't say. It probably overwrites the current deal. So it's probably an extension from the end of this contract. They're voiding the last year of his current deal. So next year, 55 of it's guaranteed. Yes. So what does that work out to a year? 82 divided by five is about 16, 17, between 16 and 17 million. So next year, he's guaranteed 16 million as an annual salary. And on top of that, he's guaranteed another 39 million. So he's walking away with $55 million this year. No, he is not worth that. And no. that, that is the problem I think we have right now. Wide receiver numbers are outrageous. So now is Jarvis Landy, Landry going to want more money? From- well, I think if there's a trade, if, and we're going to get into that in yeah, a second, yeah, because yeah. Jarvis Landry has 
not officially been traded, but there's supposedly a deal in the works. And if we learned anything from Josh McDaniels, nothing is official till it's official. <laughs> um, it that Landry again, how ha- how Fran- he said how hashtags. God, I gotta stop this beer already. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you said like two sips. Seriously, um, how franchise tags work is when you sign someone and trade them. There has to be. There doesn't have to be, but usually the team receiving the player will not take a franchise tagged player in without a long term deal in place. So when Miami says we're shipping Landry to the Browns, there's a deal between the two of them already. Landry's agent and the Browns have already talked and they've agreed to terms. And we know what Brown. We know what Landry was looking for. We know he was looking for fourteen and a half million, and he ended up with more than that because of the way the franchise tag works. So you got to think there's a deal in place there. Now, because nothing's official because the free agency period hasn't begun yet and everything is just discussion, mm-hmm. you have to wonder, does Landry now turn around to the Browns and go, uh-uh, no. If they're giving him $16, $17 million a year, you got to give me 20 Or what does uh, this do with Odell Beckham? Well, breaking news today, we're recording this on Saturday, by the way. By the way, yeah. ju- the, the funny story I wanted to bring up yeah. was that Recording late this week helped us because a lot of the news we're covering <laughs> today broke Thursday on Friday and, Friday and or Thursday night into Friday. So recording late actually helped us. We might want to move to weekend recordings <laughs> during the offseason just because of this. But um, oh Christ, what were we talking about? Uh, receiver payments. No, no, we just talked about a person, though. Uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Um, reports out of New York today that was breaking this afternoon that the Giants are concerned about a video that Odell Beckham may be in oh my that concerned them hold on let me pull see if i can pull up the headline really quick hopefully it's not a ray rice-esque video nfl here all right so this is the espn headline from approximately 345 today nfl and giants aware of potentially troubling video involving odell beckham jr that was leaked on friday what does that say to you um It says it's a recording of him doing something not good. Right. Is this like Gronk on the party? Is this Gronk at the club? Uh, yeah. So is it is it like Gronk, you know, being drunk and stupid? Right. Or is it like Ray Rice in the elevator? That's what I mean. So I mean, or something in between. <laughs> whatever that is, is what they're concerned about, and that's what you, we got to figure the out. The Giants have a new GM, so. And, and Odell is. I don't think he's loyal. To, I don't, don't think he's loyal to anyone. Right. So. I mean, Odell's been clear. He feels like he's worth $20 million a year. You cannot be worth $20 million a year and have videos leaked online. Any video that gets leaked online is never a good thing. No one leaks a video of wide receivers visiting sick kids in the hospital. (laughs) They don't, do they? It doesn't happen. (laughs) So if it's a leaked video, it's something bad. Yeah. So I'm just saying, we don't know what it is. We do not. We, we have no clue what this video shows or purports to show. But if they're saying it's a leaked video and they're concerned, then... That's not good. Right. So so the answer to your question is, Mike Evans is not worth that much money. Do you think he's worth that? Yo, no. Based on his performance last no, year? not at all. Terrible year last year. Terrible. He killed multiple fantasy owners. He will be very low on my... I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is probably going to be higher on my <laughs> rankings this year than Mike Evans is going to be. And I'm sorry, Mike Evans. You and I'll apologize, I will apologize to you directly that this may hurt your feelings. You were terrible this year. You were bad. You dropped passes that you Special normally catch. people were like, you know, thinking he was going to do. Right. 
You did not watching tapes and watching because they, they focus in on them a lot. You didn't work hard enough to get open. It didn't look like you were giving 110%. There were rumors that you may have been injured because of the way you were playing. You need to play harder and play differently or if tell you people want. You're injured. <laughs> yeah, or be honest with folks. If you were injured, be honest and say I was hurt because I don't think I don't I don't think it's because here's the thing. If he was hurt and he concealed it and he signs this big deal, guess what? This big deal is now void. Because you didn't disclose an injury, and they signed a contract. Like Joe Mixon. <laughs> right. They signed a, a legal contract under false circumstances. You shoot yourself in the foot that way. You got to tell your team. So either way, either he needs to change something about the way he plays, or he needs to be more honest with his team. Either way. And he's young. He's a young dude on an up-and-coming team, and I get it. Winston was hurt, and it was injuries, and it was not a good year for the Bucks. You can do better than that, and you need to if you want to make $20 million a year. Sorry, you do. I feel the same thing about Odell Beckham. Odell yeah. Beckham played like three games this year. Why is he worth $20 million a year? The only thing nope. he has shown me is he's got the ability to get upset and get injured. That's it. Yeah, and to get beat up by a kicking net. Yes. And to do a commercial dancing. Yes. That is what you've, Odell Beckham Jr. in the last two seasons has shown me two things. He has got a short fuse because he's a passionate dude, and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, but you got to get under control. And B, he had a massive injury. Neither one of those things says to me, I should pay you a huge sum of money, particularly when my franchise quarterback is on his way out in one way, shape, or form in the next three or four years max. Max. Yep. It's entirely possible Eli Manning is not starting in 2018, and it's pretty likely he's not starting for the Giants in 2019. I would be shocked if the Giants don't look to the draft for a quarterback this year. But of course, and and here's the thing. I mean, we'll we'll get into this part of the trades. I think the Giants were counting on the Browns going quarterback, and I'm not convinced they are or not right now. Again, we got to get my brother in there. We do. But I'm not convinced he is or is not. But we'll go over that in a second. That's going to be our our main topic today is the trades. But we'll get into that in a second. I I think the Giants were counting on... on, um, a quarterback going number one and then looking at Saquon Barkley at number two. And now I don't know that's the case. I don't know that Cleveland is taking a quarterback at number one anymore. I'm not sure. Hmm. So, all right. All right. Question two. Yep. I don't have anything for question two. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go with what has been kind of burning in the back of my head in geek culture. All right. All right. World of Warcraft. Yes. You are a retired grizzled veteran of Azeroth. Are yep. you not? Yep. Okay. I am. As Sometimes am I. I feel that urge to put it back on. And, 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 I'll and admit it. We're not on YouTube yet. Stay tuned on that. <laughs> we're working on it. I am sitting here in a Horde t-shirt. He is. We Just saw be- the Warcraft movie. We saw the Warcraft movie together. The best part of which was the ending where they played the original theme to the World of Warcraft. I, for me, anyway. <laughs> you know. Um, anyway. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Blizzard has right. announced that they are going to create legacy servers the word on the street is the legacy servers are progressing on schedule and should be online by the fall. The legacy servers will cap at a, uh, a level 60, yep. and you will have access to everything up to Burning Crusade, just the original WoW. Okay. Is that enough to bring you back? Um, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, it would be, it probably would be for at least a month to like try it again. I mean, you already own the license, so yeah. it just be it would just, so just be paying be the, the monthly $15 fee, dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. So you would month. pony up the fifteen bucks just to play levels one through sixty again. I would, or at least to see how it is, if it's the way I remember. Which I mean, I guess it is because 
Supposedly they're rolling everything back. Oh, really? So, like, it's going to take three and a half days to make two gold? Yes. Nice. And you're going to have to walk everywhere? Um, Writing's going to be so expensive that no one has it. Writing's going to be expensive. (laughs) Um, From what I understand, and again, this is all rumor. They have not given a lot of details to what they consider to be vanilla wow. Vanilla wow, for those of you who don't know, vanilla is, like, again, the most basic flavor of ice cream. Vanilla wow is the most basic form of Warcraft. So, I would assume... That warlocks have to still do the quest chain to get their their mounts. Probably. Did you ever play warlock? Uh, not in vanilla. I played it out. Okay, so in vanilla, there were two quest lines you had to do to get your demon the, horse, the horse mounts. Yeah. Yes, they were not easy. The first one was okay, but the second one was near impossible. It took like six or seven people to get it done. Fortunately, I had friends who wanted to get it done because they were just a pain in the ass and like me having this gigantic flaming <laughs> horse. So. Um, but I mean, the, my understanding is they're going to go back to that. Oh, they're going to go back that far. And you don't now but you have to make a new character. You can't bring yes. anyone back. Okay. Yeah. Because they're all over level 60 at this point. Probably. I think yeah. you have to reroll everything. It's a considered a new server. So, so that's enough to bring you back. I'm really on the fence about it. I really want to play. I would at least try it for the 15. I, I spent $15 on really bad beer. I spent 15 bucks on this four pack of double, Which double is good, though. I may drive back to Milford and get another four pack tomorrow. So, you know, it's all relative. This is of, of of the of the fancy beers we've tried. No offense to Lawson's Sip of Sunshine, which was really decent. This is way better than Lawson's. But I mean, it's better happier. than Baby Duck. Oh, Fuzzy Baby Ducks is really good. <laughs> I you know I haven't had double Fuzzy Baby Ducks yet. Uh, we really have to go up there. Yeah. Well, as a quick aside, at the bowling benefit I was at today. By the way, yep. just so, so people know what the hell I'm talking about, I did a bowling benefit for a local organization called BH Care. They run something called the Umbrella, which is domestic violence shelter and services. So we did a bowling benefit to help raise money for their domestic violence services. Much needed um, service in this area, unfortunately. But um, they did a raffle. And the the basket two, your wife would love. Um, It was a vineyard tour with all sorts of vineyard-related gift cards. Oh, really? Yep. For a one in Connecticut? Yep. I didn't didn't see the name of it, though. Because, again, it's it's one. We've been to a couple. So, but basket, the other basket All right. was a tour for four people at New England Brewing Company with a $25 gift card and a $25 gift card to one of the local superstores, I think Moe's Wine and Spirits. I was like, I'm in on that. Did you win? <sighs> My ticket was two numbers off. Damn it. I'm not even joking. <laughs> My ticket was like one, two, three, and they're like, one, Two and my wife leans forward and our buddy Sean is there and Sean goes, You're taking me to New England Brewing, right? And I'm like, and they go, <laughs> one. And I went, ah <laughs> and absolutely like collapsed on the floor, like writhing in a seizure. It was so sad. <laughs> we were so close. So close to winning so this basket. Far. And they were like, it, the basket was worth like 150 bucks. But actually, um speaking of raffles, one time Laura and I, you know, we worked at the same place. We went to a summer party. And they were doing a raffle for a free trip to Jamaica. Wow. For two. You had for, to buy into this? It was complimentary. No, it was just a company. But you had to get a raffle ticket. Right. But everybody got one, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, technically we got two. But anyway. So we're in line waiting for the raffle ticket. And my boss shows up late to the to the party. Oh, God. I have a bad feeling he's like, where this is going. He starts talking to me. And we're like, yeah, just get in line. Whatever. Who cares? He got the number in front of you, didn't he? He got the number in front of us, that and um, he won. Are you freaking kidding? And you know what? He never went. How do you win a trip to Jamaica and not go? <laughs> hey, well, he's a little eccentric, but 
Yeah, he didn't. That's he not didn't eccentric. Go. That's that's asinine. I mean, that's not even <laughs> mental healthy. You know, that's just being a jerk. Yeah, I'm like, can we just can we get it? Can we yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I remember when I was very very young, I was at a company picnic for my dad. I must have been about six or seven years old, and they were giving away a new bike. And I was sitting on the ground. They were handing out the tickets, and I got the ticket. And the kid sitting next to me said, "I don't like my number. You want to swap?" And I went, "No, because my number's going to win." And, and that won. freaking kid won the bike. Damn. I was so angry at myself. Damn. But like, I, you know, I in in my adult mind, that kid would have been like, "No, man, that was my ticket first. I swapped with him. It was my <laughs> ticket." And I would have had a, a fight on my hands. So, uh, anyway, all right. So that's question two. Okay. So Craig and I may return so, to WoW, much to the displeasure of our wives. Yeah. Um, so I have a third question. Yes, question three is to you. Uh, a little more serious topic. So back to the NFL. Yeah. Combine happened. <clears throat> it sure did. I heard that the tight end from Penn State wowed everyone. Apparently Penn State has having a really big year. Okay, so talk to me about that. We already knew about Saquon Barkley. The we do, back. and you know, he might be the next Kijana Carter. And I, I didn't hear any of the numbers, but all I kept hearing on NFL radio on Sirius was the tight end from Penn State, the tight end from Penn State, the tight end from the, Penn State. Um, I'm like, okay. Also, the uh, linebacker. The twin, the the guy that has one hand. Oh, uh, Shaq Griffin's brother. Yep. Yes. He, um, Who we he, can't call Shaq Griffin because his name is like Shaquille. Yeah. And his brother was Shaquille. Yep. Uh, he ran the fastest um, forty since like nineteen eighty three for a yeah, linebacker. Like in thirty years. His last, um, I think, one of his last games, he had he had a couple sacks, he had a fumble recovery, and an interception. And, and he's run. Oh, I'm sorry. What year was that? Nineteen eighty three ish. Yeah. Don't forget, linebacker changed a great deal in the early 80s. So when you say 1983, that's around the time. Do we know who that posted that time? Uh, I don't know. I have to, we'll have to because ask don't the Because don't forget, linebacker changed in the 80s. It changed big time. So this Lawrence is actually... Lawrence Taylor changed that. <laughs> exactly. And when was Lawrence Taylor drafted? Wasn't he like in 1980? Uh, 1983. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. When Keep was talking. LT drafted? That's the question I have. I really want that other can of ruffled feathers. My God, that stuff is good. I'll be you're gonna have to drive me home though if I have another can of ruffled feathers. My wife's got dinner waiting at home for me. I can't do that. Oh man. Uh he was drafted in 1981. Okay, nineteen eighty one. So this is the fastest defensive I'm sorry, linebacker, uh, linebacker since nineteen eighty three. And LT really defined redefined a position in the early eighties after he was drafted. So this is kind of big news. Because what college and the pros consider a good linebacker now has changed significantly in the time since LT was out there. Yep. So. I wonder who it is. It'd be hard. I'll have to look that up for next time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, but I mean, anyway, yes, I mean he, my, yes um, he impressed a great deal. That wasn't my question. Okay, go um, get to your question. So my question is, yeah, so the combine, the combine happened. Mm-hmm. And now this is a chance for teams to see players, you know, see how they react to things. Right. And I'm going to slightly play devil advocate on this. So Darius, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Geis, G-U-I-C-E. Oh, the gentleman who had the weird interview. Right. He had the weird interview. And they said, you know, they asked him if he's if he likes guys. Right. They said something about his mom. Yep. And that was the end of it. I don't know if other teams asked him that because he's not going to say what team it was. And with the social way social things are today, people went in a giant fervor over this. Yeah. Now, me as someone who played football and followed football for a very long time. Yes. And also, I'm a Bengals fan. Yes. 
I don't really don't think it was really geared as a homophobic question. I think they are looking for his reaction to said question. Yeah. Now, was it right or not to ask him that? I don't know. Well, I guess it sort of is. But how do you feel about that? Because I want it because as being a Bengal fan, uh, you know, the Bengals have players who don't have control of their temper and emotions yeah. and said cost them a win in the playoffs. Yeah. Because of one stupid thing. Yeah. So do you think a team needs to know that before they spend a lot of money on someone and he loses them yards, points, or a game? I think the answer to that question is very simple. I would like the other can of double double (laughs) ruffled right now because that was really good and my can is empty. Oh. So, yeah, sadness. Okay, no, no, honestly, seriously. Um, Yes, you need to know that. You need to know... Because when you're in a pile and you're across from someone, they're saying not nice things to you because they know it's going to screw up your head and you're going to screw up. All right, I want I want to do I want to do a little experiment with you right All now. All right, the first word that pops into your mind, okay. I want you just to blurt it out. All right, cornerback, interception. All right, so let me let me refine this just a touch. All right, the first player, player. Okay, I, that's where I was going with oh, this. Oh, Again, oh, oh, oh. My can is empty, and if Laura was going to bring me up your <laughs> she can has of... headphones on, she can't. Oh, she can't. Laura, bring me his can. <laughs> it's good stuff. Anyway, I'll, I have two more in my fridge. I really shouldn't complain. Anyway, okay. So play. I want a player name, the right. first player name that just comes to your mind. All right? All right. Cornerback. Cornerback. Um... I'm horrible at cornerback. Names. Don't overthink about it. Just whatever comes to your mind. Even if it's a Bengal, just whatever comes to your mind. All right. Since we just, I just read about him, Talib. Quarterback. Montana. Buffalo Bills. Jim Kelly. Defensive lineman. Bruce Smith. Okay, that did not go anywhere near the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I should have, I should have <laughs> limited it to current players. Because here's uh, the thing. Yeah. I, all right. So current defensive all lineman, right. go. Uh, why am I blanking? I know people's names. Oh, this experiment's a failure. It's horrible. Okay. Anyway. I thought you were going to say Indomitian Sue. Oh, all right. Beca- there you go. He's a prime example. Because he's a prime example of what happens when you have a player who can't control his emotions. He has been penalized. He steps on people. <laughs> he stepped on people. He's been accused of poking people in the eye. He's been accused of multiple bad things in piles and outside of piles. <sighs> I, I, so I think that what I was trying to do was bring legitimacy to the point that there's concerns and concerns are legitimate. That's where I was trying to go with this. Okay, fair, fair. So, and I apologize. My experiment was a total failure. <laughs> I'm going to blame double ruffled feathers <laughs> By Stony Creek Brewery. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us. I will talk about your beer every time. Wow. If you send me a four pack of this. I can't now. Uh, oh, my if God. It's, it's still here when Britt leaves. It, it'll be here. I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good. My <laughs> God, was that good. That's going to get a 4.5 for me on Untapped wow. Easy. 4.5, maybe 4.75. And uh, I don't think, I think the only beer that scored that high with me on Stony Creek has been uh, Stony Joe, hmm. which is really solid. I mean, you know, we still love you too, Road. Don't get us wrong. Which, another thing, <laughs> Burgamonster soon. That's right. You ready? I am. This entire podcast idea, this crazy experiment, which I will go as far to say as has not failed yet, not was yet. born because we were drinking Burgamonster. That's right. So, um, uh, so, yeah, all right, so, so what anyway, was your base question? Get back you to think, I'm going to make sure I answer this properly. 
the fervor and people being upset about that is needed. Like, do you think that it was okay, okay. for them to ask all right, him that? That's right. We're getting back to the base of that. Okay. Yeah. So the and this is where I was going with my bad experiment, which got me so badly off track that I forgot your question. The interviews at the combine are designed to test people. They try to stress you out. They try to ask questions. Okay, and again, for those of you who don't know me personally, I know a lot of my our friends listen to this show. Um, by the way, Sean admitted today that he does not listen to the show. So up yours, Sean. I'm not going to out you with your last name, but up yours. <laughs> and then when you listen to this Jerk. and tell me you actually hear this, then I'll believe you listen to us again. Um, I work in employment services. Part of what I do is my day job is help people get jobs. So I deal with employers all day long. I deal with employment law all day long. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. So, But asking those kinds of questions in a normal interview is not normal or legal. Right. You cannot ask someone their sexual orientation in an interview and be okay For with it. For an office job. Right. You get into a gray area with these team interviews because they're not technically applying for a job because of the way the draft works. If you're meeting with the Rams and the Rams ask you, are you a gay man? You're not, that's not a, you're not getting hired or not hired because of the way the draft works. So there, you get into a gray area there. But in the normal world, outside of sports, that would be a highly illegal question to ask. Right. So the employment officer in me says to me, that is completely wrong to ask. But I agree with you. Your point, the point of asking the question is to see if they can rattle people. You've got to go somewhere else to rattle people. I would rather you bring in a your mama comic who makes fun of the person's mom to see how they react. But that's the other part of it. What agent isn't talking to these kids at the combine at this point, because this is not new, these kinds of questions, right. and saying, whatever you do, don't lose your cool because they're trying to make you angry. They want you angry. They want to see you react. They want a reason not to draft you. I want you... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. I want you to focus on the millions and millions of dollars you're going to get by being drafted higher by this team. Every agent is prepping these kids. These questions have no merit. They have no value and they shouldn't be asked in the combine interviews. That's my opinion. You should not be asking these questions questions in the combine interview. I get that you want to see. You don't want an Indomitian Sue. You don't want Avante Davis who's going to get suspended every time you need him. I get that. There has to be a better way than risking violating employment law to do it. What do you think? Um, again, <sighs> going back to me being a fan of a team that has lost because of penalties, because people can't control themselves. <clears throat> I really don't have a problem with it because I don't think it's meant to like discriminate against them. It's meant to see how they react. But intentions irrelevant. Intentions mm. irrelevant. I don't know, because you just cost our team a chance to Super Bowl because you were a jackass and but you couldn't control yourself. As far as the question goes, intention is irrelevant. I could ask you a totally inflammatory question right now. I could ask you something absolutely obscure and absurd about like racism or uh, I'm trying to think of like your feelings on politics. I could go there. It doesn't make it legal. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it okay to ask that question, even if... There is an employment law around it. You know, I mean, that would be like if, if somebody. So then it, what do you do? So then how do you know if he's going to be able to control himself in the field when someone playing across from him says it? You've got it. So do then you, what happens? How else do you evaluate players other than that interview based on their tape? Based on their tape. Was he a hothead in college? 
Never forget, LeGarrette Blunt missed an entire senior year by cold cocking a guy from <laughs> Boise State in the first game of their season. The Boise State team upset Oregon, and a dude ripped off his helmet and went, yeah, in LeGarrette Blunt's face, and LeGarrette Blunt cold cocked him. <laughs> that is where, that's where you need to look. You want to know what the best indicator for on the field activity is going to be? Look at their on-the-field activity. There it is. You're not going to get in an interview. You're not. They're too well-coached. The agents are in their ear the entire time because you know where agents' money comes from? Percentage (laughs) of contract value. A $20 million contract earns an agent twice as much as a $10 million contract. They want them drafted high. This isn't... They're prepared for this. Nobody is going into that room and and being and, and it's going to react. And if they do, it's a complete red flag. I get that. But what about what they did on the field? That's where you have to evaluate their hot headedness. That's where you have to. Yeah, that's where you, adversity. How get get practice tape? Because in college, we all know that if you have a star player, like think about uh, Davian Clowney. In practice, they used to put two or three guys on him because he was that good, and they needed him to figure out how to get by double teams because he was going to be double teamed all the time. They would put two or three guys on him during practice because they needed to. How did he react to that? Did he start throwing fists, or did he just sit there and go, okay, I see how it is. I've got to do this to get better. He got better when he got hurt, but that's... Oh, well, that's a different story. But... So the easy answer to your question to me is it's not an appropriate question. I don't think they should be asking it. I think there are better ways to find that information. And as much as I'm concerned about how people will perform for my team, again, you're talking to a guy. I had a player on my team throw his socks into the stands <laughs> this year. Uh, and he got traded. And he got traded. And now, well, that's we'll, we'll talk about that next. We're going there now. Does that answer your question? That answer my question. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, No. All right, no. let's move on to the trades. All right. See, I, I feel like we're slowly evolving into this kind of weirdo last week tonight where we do like little stories <laughs> that we call it's the, the beer review. And then yeah. now tonight for our main story, yeah. the trades. <laughs> By the way, can we I, I'm, I'm a full beer in. Can you we just are. do this now? Let's do this now. Sure. What the hell is Donald Trump doing with the steel and aluminum? And again, oh. <laughs> we try to be apolitical here, but. The folks who I don't even know the name of the trade organization that represents beer makers, but the trade organization that represents beer makers and different organizations have contacted like economists and be like, this is going to cost jobs and make the beer prices go up. And when beer prices go up, Brit gets upset. (laughs) And this is a beer and football podcast. So the steel and aluminum tariffs really make me angry about a president I already didn't like. So when they announced that this was going to happen, my first text message to Craig was, that's it. The line is crossed. <laughs> that is it. We are we are through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> we are. Uh, and did you, did you see he marched out one of his commerce secretaries with a can of Campbell soup? I saw that. 2.6 cents of steel is used in every can of Campbell soup. Mm-hmm. Under the tariffs, it would become 3.2 cents. So a half a penny, a little more than a half a penny, 0.6 cents. Right. And this was his way of saying, see, it's not going to be a problem. Campbell's makes a million goddamn (laughs) cans of soup a day, you freaking old jerk face. 
That's $600,000 a day you just raised their costs. Are you freaking kidding? This is not a small town You're company. You're saying Campbell's Soup doesn't make soup cans per order per person, you know? No, of course not. No, no. They don't sit there and look at the demographic and you go, you know, it's, it's around time that Craig's going to buy some chicken noodle. Let's let's make an extra couple cans of chicken. No, they are mass produced. That really burned my biscuit. If I mean, I already paid. I just paid 15, uh, 14 or fifteen dollars. So you wind up paying like twenty five dollars for that. Exactly, exactly. And that's and that's where it kills. This is where it kills me. Campbell's is a bad example because they're a huge company. Right. What about Two Roads? What about Stony Creek? What about companies that are not considered yeah, large manufacturers? What about the place down the street? What about Aspatalk? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Brewport isn't canning yet, but what? What isn't that the next logical step for them? Yeah. What about the small craft brewery? What about the cost industry? of their um, equipment? Yes, exactly. This is not cheap equipment to buy. What you have essentially done is you are costing the small business owner money that he is going to try to pass on to the consumer is going to limit his sales and ultimately cost jobs in the end run. And if you think about it, Connecticut has, I think, something like 112. Is That probably number, number is probably completely wrong. But it's got nearly, if you count the farm breweries, almost 100 brewers in the state How now. have we not been to them all? Because we, there's a hundred of them. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them are in farms that are only open on like Fridays. True. Like like hop farmers have started their own breweries now because they're like, why the hell can't we do this? We supply everybody else. Let's try it ourselves. Yeah. And some of them have started like uh, Kent Falls Brewing yeah, came no, out of a fall. Yeah. Came out, they came out of a farm. Now. Right. So, and yeah, they have a tasting room now. Three years ago, they were just starting brewing to see what they could do. You know, all of those companies could lose jobs because of this decision. That burns my biscuits. Are you okay with all of this? I am not okay. And I, don't want, I don't want your biscuits burned. Yes, and you, but you won't go on a political rant like I will. That's the difference. Right. Okay, That's good. what you're for. All right, so good. So we've, we've, we've <laughs> killed another three minutes covering that. So if you're listening to us, Donald Trump, and I'm sure you're not, if anyone near Donald Trump is listening to us, the tariffs are going to cause much more trouble than you think they are. They are a bad idea. A very bad idea. Yep. And I will personally start sending you a bill for the extra 15 to 20 cents I have to pay for my six packs. Damn it. And that was a four pack. That was a four pack. <clears throat> well, it was worth it. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I mean, I could go into a rant about video games and violence, but I won't do that. Well, he's meeting with so, them now. Oh, he already did. Oh, he did. He did yeah. He did. Yeah. And, and, and they probably gave him a Super Mario game and said, see, this is the games we're putting out right now. And he went, this isn't bad. This is fantastic <laughs> for America. Is this, this is American-made, right? No. Well, Mario's made in Japan. Japan's a fantastic place. I've been to Japan. <laughs> Okay, that's it. I'm done with my bad impressions. Uh, All right, let's actually do some football talk. Sure. All right, so um, I, I listed out the trades. Yep. If you look at it from the trades and, and acquisitions and whatnot, yep. if you look at it from an individual transaction point of view, it's a massive list. But if you look at it by team, it's a little bit more manageable. Right. So let's start with the Browns. Okay. Since the last time we talked, the Browns have traded Deshaun Kaiser to Green Bay. Right. They have acquired... Tyrod Taylor from Buffalo. Yes. And they have acquired Jarvis Landry from Miami. All of this in theory because trades can't become official yet. Mm -hmm. So they ditched their existing quarterback. And they and also got Demarius Randall. I missed that. Thank you. So there's there's four moves they made. Uh, Rand Demarius Randall is a... Uh, Cor uh, cornerback. Cornerback. Thank you. I was like... Because yeah, a lot of cornerbacks moved. So they got rid of the, the quarterback, the quote-unquote quarterback of the future, who lasted a year for you. You moved him to Green Bay, so you could bring in a quarterback of right now in Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry, who wants a boatload of money. 
What does this say to you? What is the what are the Browns doing? Um, the Browns also they have the Packers fourth and fifth pick this year. Fourth and fifth round. Fourth and fifth, yeah. Okay. Right. And somehow they got the Patriots third round in 2019. I don't know how that happened. Probably a trade from a season or two ago. Probably. Um, they gave up their third round pick and fourth round pick this year. But they got the fourth round back from the Packers. From the Packers. And a fifth round back from the Packers. So they're drafting first round, second round, t- once in the fourth round and twice in the fifth. Uh, right. Right. So they're, they're still pretty well. They just don't have a third rounder. Right. Um. I what, don't know are what the Browns are the Browns drafting for right? So what are the, are the Browns? Are the Browns now, everyone, one? everyone is on the Browns. Oh my God! Train because of all these things. These that are just happened. big moves. These are big moves. But someone there's a glaring problem. Yes. What is that? Other than the fact that they're Browns. Yes. Um, ask me how many times Deshaun Kaiser got sacked last season. Uh okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna put this number at around. 25 38 oh my god so here's my little my little warning for everyone that's excited about this and maybe the browns will win a couple games but if your offensive line is made of paper mache yeah it doesn't matter who is throwing the ball it doesn't matter who's waiting to catch the ball absolutely because they're going to be on the ground all the time all the time and then you won't be able to run because then you'll be behind and have to throw So well, that, you leads me, that leads me to my next question. What is, how does this change their draft strategy? Because everyone presumed they were taking a quarterback at one because there's four really good quarterbacks in the draft. Don't ask me yeah. to name them. But uh, there's four really good quarterbacks in the draft. Does the Tyrod Taylor trade change their strategy at the draft? No, I think they're going to use Tyrod Taylor as their, their transition quarterback and then draft a rookie to be under him. In which case, like I mentioned before, with the Giants banking on Saquon Barkley dropping to two, that means Barkley still drops to two. Right. I mean, they've already parted ways. Well, Crowell's a free agent. And Duke Johnson just isn't the answer. I don't think Duke Johnson can can shoulder the load by himself. I just no, don't see it. No, he's more of a third down back. I, I mean, he's a great NFL player, and I think he deserves a spot in the league. I think he's like a, you know, a Frank Gore running back. <laughs> you know what the Cleveland Browns need? <laughs> an offensive line. Besides, well, an offensive line and some double ruffled IPA from Stony <laughs> Creek Beer. I, I swear to God, they're not they're not sponsoring us. I just really enjoyed that beer that much. So, um, yeah, I'm leaning towards a four seven five, four and a half, four seven five. Wow. I mean, we're into holiday ale territory with wow, how much I like this that's beer. That's getting close. So, um, okay, so so you think the Tyrod Taylor move is just a, a mentorship. This gives us an opportunity to bring in somebody, mentor under him for two or three years, and then yep. we have the future. But then why do you trade for Jarvis Landry now? Why do you bring in the now wide receiver? Mm, I don't know, unless there's something going on with, um, <sighs> uh, what's his name? Their other quarterback that came back after being suspended for a season. Our wide receiver. Oh, um, uh, Josh, what's his face? Yeah. Who's that guy? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm focused on the trade stuff. I'm not talking about existing players right now. Um, I know what you're talking about. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Thank you. I don't know why I just, just drew a blank on that. Yeah. I should actually, I, we need full rosters printed out. I know. On like we got to use the screen. I know. Yeah. I, know. I mean, we got to start using the screen. I mean, particularly once we start going on YouTube, stay tuned on that. Um, that's the thing. It doesn't make sense to bring in Jarvis Landry if you're, playing for the future unless you're locking up Landry for five or six years but in five or six years who's going to want Landry he's not Jerry Rice no it doesn't make sense to me all right moving on because we're I, I've spent too much time ranting about beer and Donald Trump um yeah. the Rams made a bunch of moves too the Rams they got to leave from Denver yep 
They got rid of Ogletree, sending him to New York, mm-hmm. and they traded Quinn to Miami. Yep. So they appear to be completely and overhauling they, their defense. They also got Marcus Peters and Sam Shields. Yes, uh, Sam Shields, defensive lineman, cornerback. Uh, cornerback used to be Jeez, on. Why um, am I drawing a blank on the cornerbacks this week? Uh, he used to be on Green Bay. Yes, that's right. He they was probably com- Green Bay's only good quarter cornerback yes. at the time. <laughs> they they are completely rewiring their defense, and I understand Wade Phillips is there now, and that's part of it. Wade Phillips is a guy who likes certain guys, and certain guys fit really well in his scheme. Yeah, but I guess this means they're going to get rid of Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, you got to think he's he's trade bait he right now. He made they actually tag him twice. Oh God! And he last season he made sixteen point seven million dollars. So he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Then Talib, he's twice. Talib and Peters combined made twelve point seven last year. So this is their way of telling Tremaine Johnson, "Good luck to you." Yes. You're an unrestricted free agent. Enjoy the market. Good luck. Yep. Hopefully they hand him a can of double ruffled <laughs> beer on his way out. Um, someone who I will never draft again in any fantasy format, um, DeMarco Murray got cut. He'll land somewhere. He will. I'm not going to draft him. He'll land somewhere. Anywhere. I'm not going to draft him. Uh, you know, I, I can I, I, give me time to think about that because that one just happened too. I can see him going to the Giants. I could see five or six teams where he would be really good as a short-term one or two op- one or two year option, where he could do how Matt Forte went to the Jets, yep, um, or how Emmett Smith went to Arizona. I could see him doing some good stuff other places, but I'll wait on that. Yep. So uh, about- Sherman is uh, he's talking. He got cut. Sherman it got cut, and let's go to the, let's go to Seahawks. Yeah. Sherman got cut. Lane got cut. And uh, Martellus, uh, not Martellus, but Bennett, Michael Bennett, got uh, traded. Yep. Massive changes to the Seahawks defense. Michael Bennett, don't forget, was their Man of the Year nominee last year. And the day after he got announced as the nominee, he stomped somebody coming off of a pile, <laughs> like intentionally, and got yep. caught on it. Um, this says to me Seahawks are going into rebuilding mode. Yeah, definitely. At least on um, defense. Sher- I read that Sherman is very interested in talking going to San Francisco because he wants to stay on the West Coast. You know, and that's the thing. I heard something different. I heard Sherman was only going to talk to teams he thought were immediate contenders. Is San Francisco an immediate contender right yeah, now? Maybe they are with Garoppolo. No, I don't think they are. They're better than the Browns, but they're not as good as the Rams. They're not as good as the Rams, but they're better than the Browns. They're not as. But I mean, that's the Browns aren't in their division. They've got to be better than the Seahawks, probably the Rams. Than Who am I forgetting? Who is in the Arizona? They're better than Arizona. They're better than Arizona. Well, because Arizona well, hit, hit a wall. They I don't. They're definitely not better than the Rams, and I no. don't think they're going to be better than the Seahawks. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the head coach's name. Pete, what's his face? Carroll. Pete Carroll. Thank you. Is a defensive whisperer. He's a defensive coach. He brings in folks that don't or that that people a lot of people don't know, and he makes them relevant. I think that that's what he's going to do with the Seahawks again. I don't think right now, even with Richard Sherman, that the 49ers are better than the Seahawks going into 2018. I don't. I just think they're retooling the defense. Mm-hmm. I think I think Pete has had enough of the crap that goes on on defense in terms of like stomping and talking. Don't ever forget that interview Richard Sherman gave after he shut down the 49ers receiver who changed teams. That's a lot of them. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I can't drink this beer in this podcast anymore. Um, two years ago in the playoffs, there was that last ditch effort to get a touchdown. Yep. 
And Richard Sherman broke it off. And when they interviewed him coming off the field, he was so full of emotion. He was like, I told him he can't catch that ball. He's a punk ass. He just railed on him. That's the culture that has evolved in Seattle. It is a thug culture. And I know I've used that in a lot of different sequences this year. I've, it did. You I called the Steelers a thug word. team That's 75 times. Of the year. It, it really is. But there is a very kind of get the job done any way you have to feeling on the defense in Seattle. And I think Pete Carroll finally came to the realization it was not going to get better with these guys there. These veterans were not setting a good example for the people that were coming in. He needed to make a change. Right. And that's why we had that happen. Um, also, yeah, the Panthers traded away Daryl Daryl Wardley to yes. the Eagles for, for Torrey, Torrey Smith. Smith. Um, Torrey Smith is an enigma to me. I, I don't know what to do with him. He's unusable in fantasy because he is um, entering that kind of phase where he's plus 30 one week and minus five the next. Yep. So I don't know. I think this gets the Eagles better. I think Worley is a good add. Um, and they got Bennett from Seattle. So the Eagles are clearly focusing on involving their defense. And Torrey Smith was expendable. He really never fit in with the Eagles defense. So I think it's a good move. I think those are both good moves for the Eagles. The world champions just got a notch better. Yeah. And they still have trading pieces. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Foles. I think they're going to send Foles back to the bench. And they're going to go in with the Wentz and Foles combo. Because I think they proved that if anything happens to Wentz, if Wentz doesn't come back right away, they're okay until he does. And so I think they're going to stand pat there. I think the Eagles just sat there and said, defensively, we need to get better. A lot of these moves, with the exception of the Browns, a lot of these moves are solidifying or changing your defensive structure. A lot of them, which says to me, this is going to be a very offensive draft. The teams are yeah. going to be looking offense on the draft really, really strongly. And the fact that there are all these agreements are starting to leak out right after the combine says to me that teams went into the combine saying, I'm probably going to need to make a deal to get better at defensive linemen. I'm probably going to make a deal to get better at cornerback. But let's see what's in the combine first. They walked out of the combine saying, damn, I better go trade for Aqib Tlaib. That's what they walked out of the combine saying. Yep. Um, so here's here's a free agent question for you. Uh, so now that the Browns have found a quarterback, yeah. and my... Uh, by you know one of my favorite um, backup quarterbacks, AJ McCarron, is free. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to go to Arizona, Buffalo, or Denver. Hmm. I think Arizona personally. I, I like think, Arizona. I think Denver. I mean, because you know Elway's there, but I think Denver has a lot more needs than just a quarterback. I like Arizona because I think Arizona is a team in transition right now. They're like always so close, Larry. But I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's but Larry old. Fitzgerald's getting older. Larry Fitz is going to be old. This is um, probably going to be his last season. The no other, one is in Buffalo. Why are you going to go to Buffalo? <laughs> not John Ross. John Ross is in Cincy. There's another yeah. guy. Uh, there's another John wide receiver out in, in Denver. There is. And, I'm sorry, not Denver, Arizona. There is. Who is... Uh, I drafted him. Is, it him gets up. hurt all the time. Uh, the Arizona wide receiver core is in flux. I think what you need to do... And, and, and their ground game, if David Johnson's healthy, you've got that. I think... Their defense is acceptable. Their defense is is, is middle of the pack, uh, or maybe maybe better than middle of the pack. So I think if you're going to look for a year or two to be relevant without being exceptional, like you're okay with eight, nine, ten wins or six, seven, eight wins, I think AJ McCarron makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense for them. But it doesn't make sense in Denver. Denver Denver is upset. Denver wants Elway to do something. And they feel like he mismanaged the quarterback position. That's the feeling I get from talking to Denver fans. Mm -hmm. They feel like the entire Osweiler, 
um, Lynch thing. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah, Paxton Lynch thing was just really mismanaged and that bad decisions were made. You can't afford a Band-Aid. You need to get better next year. Denver needs to get better next year. So I don't think he can go there. What was the third team you mentioned? Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't. Buffalo seems to be rebuilding through free agency. I would not be surprised if Buffalo looks into the draft for one of those quarterbacks to slip. Because I do think Buffalo being a playoff team is drafting somewhere around 22, 23. Unless that pick has been lost, um, which I don't know if it has. I think they'll be looking to see if they can snag a quarterback for the future there. So A.J. McCarron makes sense. But A.J. McCarron is a good mentoring quarterback that we know of. We have no idea what his skills as a mentor is. He's never been a starter. True. Has he ever been a starter for anybody? Not that I can think Uh, of. He started a few games when... um... Oh, God. Why did I just blank again? Damn drugs. For the uh, Bengals. For the Bengals. Started a couple games for the Bengals when yeah. uh, the Red Rocket was out. There you go. So, you know, but I mean, that, that doesn't make him a starter. So, no, no. So anyway, there's a lot going on. We covered the, the bulk of it. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at my list here of things that we did. We actually pretty much covered all of it. we covered a lot of it. So we covered a lot of it. So maybe we'll take a look and see what the next week brings, but there's definitely a lot of movement on it. It seems like teams are really shifting defenses right now ahead of the draft, which leads me to believe we're going to have an offensive minded draft, but that's just a guess from me. Final thoughts, Craig, as we go into, we're only a couple Uh, weeks from the draft. Just as we um, said at the beginning, I am, I was really worried about what we were going to talk about. There's plenty of news. And then, we just got this firestorm of stuff. Plenty of news. And, and you know, at the end of the day, if there isn't NFL news to talk about, there is double ruffled <laughs> from Stony Creek to talk about. So I know Craig is like, Craig is like, God damn meds. I just wanted to. He keeps raving about this beer was really good. So probably Next one of the week. best ones we've tried. Next week, Next you will week. have, if it lasts till next If it lasts week. that long. When, when, are, when are you free and clear of your current uh, illness? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Ne- uh, as in tomorrow? Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Today we're recording on a Saturday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. Okay, yeah, there's no chance that can makes it to next week. You're Probably de- not, no. it's, it's It's a siren <laughs> song calling to you already. So, all right, so there, yeah, so Craig's final thought is that my final thought is Donald Trump needs to do something about the steel and aluminum tariffs because I cannot pay more money for this beer, and this beer <laughs> is worth every cent that I already paid for it. Is there a limit of what you pay for for... Um... Like a cap? Yeah, well, like if holiday, well, holiday ale doesn't come in a can, so I guess you really don't have to worry. Oh, is there, are you talking about a personal limit? Like, yeah. Where's, well, seeing as I paid as much as $20 for a four-pack of Lawson's at the wrong place. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, typically I don't want to pay more than 3 or $4 for a can or bottle of beer. I mean, it, it, I've never paid more than $15 for a six-pack of beer in terms of, like, a six-pack of bottles. I've gone places, and I'm like, all right, I want to try that. How much is that? Oh, that's $16.99. I put it back on the shelf. But... When it comes to these limited release stuff, I get to be a little bit more flexible, and that's why. Right. So we, the funny story is, we get to the the, the counter, and my wife has a, a pick 'em six of stuff that she wanted to try, and she's like, "I'll pay for the beer tonight." I'm like, "No, you won't. No, I'll pay for the beer because I have no idea how much is double ruffled is. <laughs> it's probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty dollars for a four pack of cans because it's a limited release. But I gotta try it, so I'm not asking you to pay. And it turned out it was fifteen ninety nine, so it was four dollars a can, right? Which you know is cheaper than if you got it's it. It's cheaper the brewery, if you got it at a bar. But I, and it was really, really good off the can. I can't imagine what that's like off the tap. Oh God, ro- road trip to Stony Creek. Soon right. as the weather's nice, that's the next one we got to hit. You know that, right? Yeah. We got to hit Stony Creek. We got to go to Bad Sons again. We got to. We England. do. They've um they've done a lot of stuff. There's been a lately. lot of changes in brewing. Can I get uh, City Steam up in Hartford has a new head brewer, so their stuff is changing. Their first oh, batches under the new head Haven. brewery. What's that? I thought they were New Haven. 
Um, I think of the wrong brewery. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, no, that's Elm know. City. Elm City is in New Haven. Haven. City Steam is out of Hartford. They changed back in January. Had brewers, so their stuff is changing. It's all interesting there. So Donald Trump stopped raising the price of my beer because there are too many good beers out there that we still need to try. There are so many good Connecticut breweries. I mean, we've been to half of them. We've sampled half of them on this show. That was funny today, too. Sean was showing me his untapped. He's like, hey, man, look, I'm up to like 34 unique beers. I opened mine. I've had 166 <laughs> unique beers. It's about to become 167 when I when I label the double ruffled because we've, we, we do that. Craig and I both keep an eye out, not so much for what we like, but what we New like, stuff. what styles we like and what we haven't tried yet. And that's when I walked into the store today. My first thought was get something on the podcast we haven't tried yet. So, nice. all right. With all that in mind, everybody have a great week. We will be back next week, hopefully with more news and notes and hopefully with more double ruffle. <laughs> Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>